Jake, uh, Gage and I just got done watching uh, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry, yeah. With the, with the gang. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of one of the original uh, Cop on the Edge movies. Classic and dumb, were, but entertaining movie, yes. Gage and I were fascinated by the idea of the, the police chief yelling at... I'm the police chief, You really yep. stepped in it this time, Callahan. Hey, Callahan, you blew up at the harbor. You, you killed 20 men. Good job. You're getting the promotion. Now get out of my office. So, so that led to, to uh, a, an extended bit that lasted well into the night. Um, I've consolidated it down into a character I call Lenny Derange. <laughs> okay. uh, he's like a nice guy, but like from the 1920s. Um, okay. Dames are like cigarettes. They're both poison. Oh, that kind of a stop sorry, your sorry. Heart. That kind of a nice guy. All right. Dames are like cigarettes. They're both poison, but one only stop your heart, the other will break it. I'll get Gage over here, you can do it. Gage, do the bit. The dames will play your heart worse than they played the game of Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the buffalo on the side of the road here reminds me what these streets are really like. The jungle. There's just a shot of Buffalo and Dirty Harry. <laughs> I don't remember that. You attract more flies with honey than vinegar, but then you got a bunch of flies hanging around <laughs> you. <laughs> Dames, can't live with them, can't do my laundry without them. Classic. The only way to get a broad to stop yammering is to kiss her, or slap her on the kisser. <laughs> you don't care about this team winning the pennant, you only care about your war, your ERA, your at-bats, your whip, your saves, your RBIs, and how much your baseball card is selling for. What is it? Was there a baseball player in your ERA? No. It's not about the money. It's about the Mets. Love the Mets. Let's go, Mets. You're turning into like a weird New York thing now. I don't even know. There's two things you never touch. Another man's squeeze and another man's car. <laughs> his dame, his broad, his arm candy. <laughs> Broads won't all want the same thing. They go for guys that promise them the world, and they end up having to work in a burlesque show alone to feed their bastard kid. <laughs> I got three vices, kid. Cheap women, cheap booze. And a vice I got your balls in. Okay, McClay. <laughs> now you're now you like a, a New York mobster. What's even happening? That's all I got. It's, uh, that's my character. Uh, thank you. That's, 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 that's amazing, McClay. I'll work that into a type 5. These broads. I'm sick of hearing these dames. What do you do with a dame, man? I don't even know. These dames. Speaking you of can't dames. can't love her or she'll break your heart. Speaking of dames. Alicia pulled me off of my Thanksgiving training with an ill-timed soup-making venture. And now, Typical somehow, I found dame. myself drinking a pumpkin pie milkshake. Um, I play McLean. I'm Change sure this somehow comes back to, to the other. This somehow comes back to McLean. I don't see how. It does in my heart. Okay. Well, I would have you know that you were the original uh, founder, perpetuator of the pumpkin pie milkshake. That's true, but Disney always mm-hmm. told me to follow my heart. And so did one Mr... Theodore Seuss Geisel. Better known to the public as Dr. Seuss. Now, a clunky transition. But I found my way in there. Yeah. What are you, what are you Bruce Jenner? Because that was not a smooth transition. <laughs> McLean, I own the liminal space of transitions. <clears throat> I'm transitory. There's no context. There's just like a hallway with a, with a flickering light above. Nothing's really happening. Jake is trans, okay. No, 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 no. Talk about liminal spaces, McLean. A liminal oh, space is, is is a picture of a place where where the context is gone. Like you feel like there's supposed there's supposed to be a no, subject yeah, there, but the, the subject I've is seen gone. Instagram pages, uh, Instagram uh, mm. liminal space pages. Yeah, I never got that until I watched a YouTube video about it that explained that it's you you take a place that's supposed to be full of people and you take them out. It's a place without context. Like your brain, your brain knows that something is supposed to be in the image that isn't there, and it makes you feel slightly uncomfortable. Hmm. It's interesting. Makes me feel woozy. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's not spooky. It's just slightly uncomfortable, which is what I always felt like viewing any kind of Doctor Seuss product. Broads. 
and the round broads. Oh, but mostly Dr. Seuss. You see, here's the thing, McLean. There's things as a child. As a child, you you, you come across things that are they're never. You don't seek them out. You don't like these things. You don't ask for them. You don't. You don't go down to your local library and say, "Wow, who's this author? I think I'll check him out." No, it's forced upon you because you grew up in the public school system, and they had they had like a Dr. Seuss month one month when I was in like third grade, forcing this crap on us and making them. I feel like they had a Dr. Seuss month every year. Look, I could be wrong. Subpar kids writer. His art always made me feel uncomfortable and slightly um just uneasy. It filled me with dread because. Hmm. It's not based in reality at all. It's just these weird fuzzy creature things. It's like this isn't even I have no frame of reference for this. This is just garbage, sir. You've made garbage. It's it's like garbage. Class, meaningless, uh, and then you strung together know. a bunch of vowels to make up the doobly dops and the woozle wazzle beezleberries and the and the doobly doos did the thinking my bob. I hate that. I cannot tell you how much I hate that. So oh. I know I, I didn't I didn't like Dr. Susan's ja- again. Anti Jabberwocky Jake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I'm not anti Jabberwocky. Here's the thing. Lewis Carroll, that Jabberwocky poem? I like that poem. But uh, it has context. It, the point of it is, it's not supposed to make sense. It's just complete nonsense. Dr. Seuss writes as if he's trying to create reality out of nonsense. And I hate it. I hate it. I just hate it. And his art just makes me feel uneasy, and I hate it. So I was lying awake last night realizing that I don't actually like Dr. Seuss, even though he was forced upon me Is in my anything, childhood. anything in particular bring this on, or...? No, I was just thinking about it for some reason. No, I was watching that video about liminal spaces, and then the guy did a video on on Dr. Seuss's other, like, forgotten art, which has a bunch of weird... That, that's what I was like. I was thinking, wait a minute, Dr. Seuss, I don't actually like him. So we're looking into the history of this man. Theodore Geisel, total commie, first of all, total commie. Um, total trash bag, too. When his wife had cancer, he cheated on her with another with a married woman. Uh, supported Planned Parenthood, gave a bunch of money to him, uh, threatened to sue a pro-life group into oblivion when they were using the quote of his, and he was a failed erotic adult cartoonist. So anyway, the dude is just a total trash bag, but we just accept this garbage because he's forced on this in public schools. Like, no, no, why? Why? Why are you forcing the Lorax on me? Like, there's just Fern Gully. With 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 an abomination of a weird little orange thing. Although it did inspire the Idaho Lorax, for which I'm grateful, but that's where I draw the line. Of course. We have Speaking of if it wasn't for Dr. Seuss, would we have the Would we have Sierra Carta standing betwixt us and nuclear radiation here in Idaho? The man formerly known as Sierra Carta, now Idaho Lorax. What's he up to these days, McLean? You have heard or anything Idaho out of the man? Law. Not much. Uh, occasionally I will Pull up see his Facebook page. Like uh Occasionally I will see one of his uh campaign signs, which I'm pretty sure I left over from last year. Um, there is a mayoral election coming up here in Pocatello next month. Oh. Uh, in a couple weeks, actually. Wow. Pull, pull up his Facebook actually... page, McLean. Pull up his page. I'm surprised I haven't actually heard anything out of him. But I don't think Oh, who's the mayor running. there? Who's the mayor there? Brian Black. I thought it was the governor. Who's the governor in Idaho? No, the governor is, uh... You don't even know the name of the governor, do you? Brad Little. That's Brad right. Little. This is the I B didn't names, know him, but man. I, got confused. I thought it was Greg Little. And I don't know who Greg Little is. It's Brad Little. And then, of course, we have a lieutenant governor. Ooh, uh, lieutenant governor. governor. Not lieutenant? And, uh, well, well, she's she's notable because every time Brian Blad leaves the state, she becomes the de facto governor. And so she signs off a bunch of, uh, like, Comic executive stuff orders while he's gone? like, uh, no, no, just the opposite. Like banning mask mandates, <laughs> and uh, I like this woman saying that. Uh, saying that um, Idaho supports the border protection stuff like that. Uh, Idaho's lieutenant governor. That's I come that's back a, to the state, and suddenly it's freer than when I left. Woman, what are you doing? Yeah, well, people are mad at Brad Little because uh, he kind of towed the line a lot with. Um, with a lot of passing a lot of like the mask mandates and stuff like yeah, that yeah, and kind of yeah. went along with a lot of that stuff so people think he's even though he's a republican in the, what are we in the state of idaho people think he's a cuck uh, yeah yeah it's crazy and, okay so yeah janice <laughs> well, when i was in new england i realized even new england who you would think would be much more liberal they have much they, they're they're less commie they're they're less draconian about the mask than oregon is i don't even get it yeah uh, this is from October 6th, and, and this stuff keeps happening. So, like, every time Bradlow is out of the state for, like, a day, uh, 
the lieutenant governor becomes the de facto governor or acting governor. So uh, Idaho Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeechan issued a sweeping executive order Tuesday while Governor Bradlow was out of state, banning so-called vaccine passports for schools and universities. An order little repealed Wednesday when he got back. Oh, so she does this stuff and he immediately undoes it? Yeah, today is acting governor like a con- fixed a Governor Little's executive uh, order on vaccine passports <laughs> to make sure that K-12 schools and universities cannot require vaccinations or require mandatory testing. I will continue to fight for your individual liberty, tweeted McCutcheon. This seems like a contentious working relationship between the two of them. Yeah, well, she's running running for governor next year uh, with the slogan, Make Idaho Free Again. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Little issued a similar order in April. Oh, yeah, did you hear about, um, I think it was in and out Burger, right? Was it in and out Burger? Yeah, I believe it was. I saw that. Oh, and yeah. somebody just explained they, uh, the Let's Go Brandon thing to me. I don't watch the news, McLean. Mom and Dad think Let's Go Brandon is very funny. It is. Now that I know the context of it, every time I see it in the wild, it makes me laugh. Yeah, because, like, you'll see it a lot at NFL Liberal games, parent unsure how to cheer his son Brandon on in football game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In May, while Little was at a Republican conference in Tennessee, McGeechan issued an order banning mask mandates in schools and public buildings. Little had never prohibited mask mandates statewide, but he didn't stop county cities and schools. Little reversed her order as soon as he returned, saying her actions then were an abuse of power and an irresponsible self-serving political stunt. This kind of over-the-top executive action amounts to tyranny, something we all oppose, he said. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So it's tyranny to not force people to wear masks. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I don't think I like this Brad guy. Yeah. Uh, the state's vaccination rate is one of the lowest in the country. About 42% of the population. You know, actually, I, I firmly believe, McLean, I don't have anything to back this up, but I suspect having had COVID and lived is a better, is, is more effective than getting a vaccine. You would think that, wouldn't you? So I'm, I'm doing Let's better see. than all those vaxxed up guys out there. I, I got those Let's Delta antibodies, man. Come at me. Lately. Um. Okay. Uh. Oh. Oh no. Hold on. Hold on. Got All right. Over. So it does look take like. Over. I'll be back. It does look like there are some uh, some new posts on the Idaho Lorax uh, Facebook page. Uh, let's see if you can't afford to run your business and sell to your workers and let them run it as a co-op. Uh, one year ago, memory. Mike Simpson welcomes you to Radioactive City, Pocatello. Uh, masks, testing, and distancing required. Mike Simpson is one of our uh, congressmen. Yeah. Tyranny. Know your rights. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, Adnerim rights, except... (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this has the Radioactive City Idaho logo with the Idaho State Bengals logo with the toxic waste uh, symbol. It says, know your rights. One, you have the right to remain silent. Uh, to use anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law and the media. Three, you have the right to live with uranium in Radioactive City, but you do not have the right to include or expose children, minors, or lure guests, visitors, or innocent people into hazardous areas. And four, you may speak to an attorney and to have an attorney present during any questioning regarding actions being reported for criminal prosecution. One of these does not belong. Media. Identify the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to work unmuzzled, unvaccinated, unafraid. I think he's anti-vax. Well, he's a libertarian, uh, which means one, he's insane, and two, he's anti-government. Uh, no amount of money or gold is worth more than bees, trees, and water. Life in radioactive Chernobyl. Oh no no. Life in radioactive Chubnobyl City, Chubbuck, Idaho. The old city hall was surrounded by tons of loose airborne uranium materials. So now Governor Bad Little and Kevin England have a new radioactive cancer city hall. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, here's a... Oh, Jake says uh, Idaho Lorax is YouTube is really where it's at. And I, I think he's right there, but I don't know if he's actually posted anything to his YouTube recently. And I'm not sure if I want to see... Um, if a woman has sex with 100 random men in a year, she can still. <laughs> Jake, Jake, don't interrupt when you're not on, on when you're not on mic, man. If a woman has sex with 100 random men in a year, she can still produce 
only one full-term pregnancy. If a guy has sex with 100 random women in a year, he can produce 100 full-term pregnancies. So why exactly are we only talking about regulating women? Got you there, didn't I? Radioactive roads, canals, and croplands, Idaho Senator Crapo and Rish knew. Uh, God brought the flood to Rexburg, but man, an FMC dumped the uranium by the truckload. I do not know what FMC is. He's got a bunch of different Facebook pages that he posts and reposts from. Uh, any bids for Radioactive City Pocatello? Nuclear Countdown, Impeach Brian Blad, Mayor of Pocatello for Crimes Against Humanity. Shares uh, a lot of memories here. Here's a picture of V for Vendetta, and it says no army can stop an idea. The Peaceful Struggle Art Show at- this is from 2012. Oh my, the Peaceful Struggle Art Show at the Art Walk was raided again. So much for free speech on public land. After extensive research with the city's attorney office, with the go from the Parks and Rec director, and approval from the mayor, the puppet masters pulled their strings and the mayor revoked the permission for the show after five hours of setup of the 40 plus art pieces just one hour before showtime. Just as the First Amendment collage was being erected, the show was raided and shut down by the Pocatello police with orders directly from the mayor. This included the drum circle and music. Essentially, assembly in the Pocatello breezeway was banned. I guess an army can stop an idea. Uh, this is a uh, high school student this is a repost of a Occupied Democrats video. High school student shuts down classmate during debate on the Confederate flag. This is epic, and it has the uh, hand clap emoji, so you can tell that it's epic. Um, repost from the Daily I'm Show. I'm back. Okay, Jake's back. I don't have to keep reading uh, yeah. through this. My understanding is that Mormons don't mind sending their children to uranium-contaminated schools in the most radioactive city in the world. Uh, good meme. Good meme. It's a picture of Brian Blad saying that, so... So, what exactly, uh, McLean? I, I really feel like this guy's... I, I understand his, his issue, his gripe, but his goals seem murky and vague. Um, I don't... Under, if he really thinks this is happening, shouldn't he be out doing something, I don't know, at least a little more extreme? Like, if, if he thought that this was really the case, shouldn't he be becoming, like, an eco-terrorist or something? <laughs> no more yeah, I, mean, I guess just... Just occasionally showing up to city council meetings and uh, being generally weird. Like if your conspiracy theory is true, I think it justifies way. it justifies much more extreme behavior than what he's examining. Maybe not, maybe not necessarily the best way to bring awareness about corrupt politicians giving children cancer. I mean, okay, yeah. Let, let's recontextualize. Let's say that Pocatello is built on uranium and they're covering it up. What this man has of information? What does he do? He goes on Facebook and calls the mayor Brian Bad. Hmm. You really saved mm. some kids there, Sierra Carter. Well, he has a lot of Facebook pages, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, he does. I'm just saying, I think he needs to sit down and figure out what's, what's, what he's doing here. <laughs> At least Antifa. The single biggest <laughs> thing I learned was from an indigenous elder of Cherokee descent, Stan Rushworth who reminded me of the difference between a Western settler mindset of, quote, I have rights, and an indigenous mindset of, quote, I have obligations. Instead of thinking that I am born with rights, okay, I choose to with think this? that I am born with obligations to serve past, present, and future generations, and the planet herself. Herself? Hmm. There's, a, there's a caption here. Um... I, this is all, in all caps, I have obligations. I do not coward from trolls left or its opposite. I do not retract or redact truth and true science. I do not do what I do because of rights. I do it because I have obligations to my children and their future, my family, whoa, whoa, whoa. my community, my state, Mahan, my country. Please tell me there was an Idaho Lorax Jr. running around out there. <laughs> a little, a little tyke bouncing on his knee. A little Lorax. Jake, I do not do what I do because of rights. I do it because I have obligations to my children and their future, my family, my neighborhood, my community, my state, my country, my star system, my galaxy, mm -hmm. and I do it in that order. And in that way, I wield true power. Idaho law. Congress for Idaho law. I know I have a lot of obligations know, to my star system, McLean. There's just something, whenever I hear somebody say something along the lines of, instead of focusing on your, quote, rights, you should be focusing on your responsibilities. Something just bristles the back of my 
my redneck, as it's it were. The, it's not really the content of what they're saying, because I kind of agree with that mindset, but it's, it's the motivation. Like, why are you telling me that? Jake, stop whining about your rights and the fact that you can do what you want. You have obligations to the government, Jake. <laughs> I know. Like, like I agree with that sentiment. That. Like... You you are much you you are a better citizen if you're not focused on what what you can get out of society. You're more focused on how you can help others. Yes, I I agree with that. But when that kind of person says it, it just sounds like they're trying to justify justify messing with you. It's like when uh, Fauci starts going off about people need to get over this thing about their individual freedoms. It's like okay, buddy. It's like I don't think you're actually concerned with me being a better person so much as you're concerned with me doing what you want me to. Mm-hmm. Well, that and you're also concerned about the toxic radioactive waste materials mm-hmm. poisoning yeah. our land. So, Jake, I went hunting today mm-hmm. uh, with Dad this morning, got up at the crack of dawn, uh, walked around a field for about an hour and a half, and this is the last day... I'm beginning to think they're messing with you, McLean, and there's not actually any gear in Idaho. That's what that's what I'm starting to he- think myself. Uh, there's definitely not that many deer in this area of Idaho. Now, there are a lot we took more it for granted. Populated up north. We took it for granted back in Montana when we could just leave the house, walk in a direction, and find deer. That's what I keep thinking, and that's what Dad was telling me too. But yeah, um, the good news is the turkey season is o- the fall turkey season there is open go. until the end of November. Hype. So bag of gobblers. Bag of gobbler. I'm gonna bag. I'm gonna try to bag a gobbler for Thanksgiving, and I think I'm gonna. Well, I kind of already have started gauging on taking the hunter's ed course so he can get a hunting license, and maybe we'll bag a couple gobblers. Mm-hmm. Because you know, out in the wild, they're Do a little smaller bagging. than the uh, the GMO gargantuan turkeys bred for our enjoyment at the factory farms. <laughs> big turkeys, which I'm a big fan huge. of. Don't get me wrong. I do enjoy a big turkey, but big turkeys like are best turkeys for sure. And of course, I've seen more turkeys around here than I have ever deer. So I think I I think that'll Same, be good. actually. Jake, did you have a larger rant about Dr. Seuss, or was that it? Or well, I'm mad about covering it. I've got a few details, but I'm eating right now, McLean, so I feel a little airtime. Because okay? you're not you're not providing a lot to this episode of West Bros. I got to be well, honest. I know. What am I supposed to add? And they kind of power through can't. that Dr. Seuss bit of mine. For sure, Jake. For sure. Um, McLean, I was in the thrift store. One of my favorite places to go. Walk around, browse, accidentally stumbled upon fresh West Bros material. And, uh, I saw a book. <laughs> the title, the title stood out to me a bit. Because, uh, it, it is a serious theological work, McLean. But, uh, this isn't really... This isn't usually something that would be so openly proclaimed. Like, it's the subtext of a lot of, like, Joel Osteen type of stuff, but usually they don't put it right on the cover like this. The title is, God Wants You to Be Rich. Yes, he does. How and why everyone can enjoy material and spiritual wealth in our abundant world. By Paul Zane Pilzer. Which sounds like a made-up name. It also sounds like a drug. Have you tried your Pilsers today? Did you take your Pilsers? So, I put yeah, through this yeah. book, McLean. Most of it is about, like, basic economic advice. Like, how to make money. However, the first word of a title is God. So, naturally, you know, you assume, oh, this is going to be a theological work explaining why, actually, God is, you know, very pro-wealth accumulation. Uh, not, not a lot of that in the book, McLean. Surprisingly, the justification is a little thin. It's a little thin, I won't lie. But, uh, and to be fair, I only I skimmed I mean, when it. you... That's something I've always been interested in, because I don't read a lot of those types of books. But when I see a book where, like, the main thesis of it can be summed up by the title, I'm like, hmm, I wonder how they stretch that out for two to three hundred pages. Like, I feel like you just gotta start filling a lot of... That could be, like, a blog post. Yeah. Or, or like, an article, but you, you really just gotta stretch it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... You can think of a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about wealth, you know, there's, uh, you're talking about the, the man who had to uh, give up all his earthly possessions when he asked how to get into heaven, and God says, no, was it Nicodemus? No, no, just somebody else, sorry. But anyway, he, he asked, how do I get into heaven? And he said, 
uh, sell all your possessions, and he went, oh, and he walked away because he was very sad because he owned a lot of things. It was that, uh, you know, revealing to him that, hey, this is this is what's standing. You you love wealth more than you love God. That was that thing. Well, uh, I, there's a ton of them. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, oh, yeah, when, when the uh, people were giving offerings and the old lady came up and he, she drops in, like, two little coins and she said, Jesus says, this was more than they gave because this was... This was a bigger sacrifice for her. Um, I, I, I'm blanking, but there's a ton of them. Just, just start naming times God talked about money. <laughs> there's a ton of them. Uh, the temple, uh, overturning the tables. Uh, rich man, poor man. Uh, uh, I can think of more. I, I had more in mind when I was reading through this, but the only one, there's only one of these this guy tackles. So it's sort of a straw man where he's like, you know how the, this, this verse in the Bible, well actually here's what it means. What about all these other verses that talk, nope, moving on, <laughs> debunked. <laughs> so, all right, he says, um, uh, there's a theological belief that's preventing most people from understanding and achieving unlimited wealth. Today, this mistaken view of the world continues to take its toll on most Jews, Christians, and Muslims, who collectively make up more than 75% of the population. The erroneous economic belief in scarcity leads directly to the mistaken belief that God does not want us to be rich. After all, in a world of scarce physical resources, a person could achieve personal wealth only by taking wealth from another, right? Something a truly benevolent, loving God would never allow. Well, stop. First of all, okay. <laughs> so this guy thinks, oh, you you think that God doesn't want you to be rich because you assume that being rich, you you don't you, you think that being rich means taking advantage of people, and that's why God doesn't want you to be. No, no, that's not why it's bad. Uh, it's bad. God wouldn't allow bad things to happen, Jake. Well, he's like, oh, you you think it's bad because you'd have to get rich by by taking advantage of people, and that's why it's bad. No, no, it's bad because the money becomes your god. Like it becomes money. It becomes your like it's a. The greed is it's 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 a it's a it's a barrier between you and God. It's not because you took advantage of someone, although it could also be that. But like that that's that's the main issue with that's what he was usually talking about. Like that was the point of half of those stories was the money was in the way. Like the guy anyway. But no no no, it's because you you know you take advantage of people. But throughout history, McLean, <laughs> this is my favorite line. God's teachings have often been distorted. Hmm. You don't say. You don't say. As people were taught the mistaken belief that there's something Move wrong, me. there's something wrong with being economically rich. For example, Jesus states three God's times in the... God's teachings have often been distorted. I'm about to do it right now. <laughs> Jesus says, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. These words were incorrectly taken out of the context in which they were said, and they've been used for two millennia to criticize the accumulation of economic wealth. However, Jesus did not mean there was something wrong with being rich. He said these words to explain what God expects of a person in order to gain admission to heaven, and the special, even higher obligation. Now, so far, you you, you can huh? maybe you can maybe kind of go with what he's saying. Like it's not necessarily necessarily a sin to be rich it's, it's what it's uh, it's about how you how that how you use that money it's about the the role it plays in your life but but he goes off on a weird are you years off here people have a higher obligation to help others achieve economic success interestingly the very next chapter in the new testament expl explains the obligation of the unemployed or not yet rich to take the first step towards taking care of themselves a household approaches la laborers and asks why have you why, why stand you here all day idle the laborers explain because no man has hired us explains that if they would go into the fields on their own and do whatsoever is right then they too will receive their just rewards the formerly unemployed Finally. workers today Christianity as a pyramid scheme. This is what I've really been wanting. So this guy looked at, first of all, this guy looked at a parable about workers and laborers and took it entirely 100% literally. <laughs> well, he just totally missed the point of this. Uh, the formerly unemployed the workers are then rewarded. Economics, the bottom line. The formerly unemployed workers are then rewarded for taking the initiative and starting to work on their own. He thinks Jesus was actually out there giving economic advice. He thought the perils yeah. were like economic advice. Like, I, did he look at the the parable where he gave the thing. where he's giving out the the talents and the and the one guy buried him and he's like, why did you bury? Do you think I reap where I have not sown? Did they think that was like legitimate advice, guys? Jesus does not want you to put your money in the ground. He thinks you should take it to a bank. 
because I am stupid Jesus and I don't know what parables things. are. Like, you just totally missed the point. But, but, this, this is the last paragraph I want to go over because this is, <laughs> this just made me laugh. God wants us to show compassion and understanding towards the unemployed or the poor, not because they are poor, but because... Well, because, you know, they're, they're human beings made in God's image, right? That's why? No, no, no. Because poor people, with the help of those who are already successful, can become rich. And when the poor become rich, all will benefit because in our modern economy, new unemployment is the first sign of economic growth. <laughs> Somehow I don't think God's main, Jesus's main takeaway message was being concerned about new economic growth in our modern economy. No, but like, that was like what he was all about. Jesus came down here with a tie-on and a calculator and his pocket protector, and he, he, Jesus was, was the first CPA McLean. He would come up to us and say, hey, let me tell you where you see you're putting your money. He would, when he and the, his, the apostles, they would go from town to town. On the way there, he just be playing episodes of the Dave Ramsey show. Jesus was all about economics, McLean. He was all about money. He just loved, he, just, he wants poor people to become rich. Christianity to the rich. moon, baby. <laughs> I'm starting a new, uh, yeah, pyramid scheme. It'll be great. Mm. That's, yeah, because Jesus came down and he was like, guys, so in 21st century America... Uh, unemployment's gonna be the main factor of economic growth, so what we need to do is take pity on poor people because with your help, they can become rich too. And that's the gospel, kids. And that's the gospel. What about dying for sins and uh, that's... Sins, sins. That's some like kind of, uh, uh IRA bank, bank account thing? Or like, is that like when you get overdrafted at the, uh... This is the more Dave Ramsey you'll the love out. of money was the root of all evil, he was actually talking about the love of bad Financial. investing. The love of bad investing, <laughs> McLean. <laughs> now look, Bitcoin is big right now, but it's going to get even bigger. Now, crypto. Crypto's the wave you want to ride, McLean. <laughs> to the moon, Jake. We're I'm looking this guy up. American economist Paul Zane Bilzer. American economist, uh, New York Times bestselling author, social entrepreneur. He's written several best-selling books. Picture of him, he just looks like a goober Judas. in a suit and tie. Judas Iscariot was a was an entrepreneur. He was able to sell information he had. Really, his, really, uh, that's dude, a dude got of his. Look, the reason why Judas was the great betrayer, McLean, was that was a criminal amount of uh, money he got paid for betraying. He should have held out for way more. <laughs> he should have held on for more. I can't Let's believe he settled here. for silver. He totally should have gone into gold instead. I would have hung myself too if I saw my my earnings de depreciate in value. Alright, this guy's Wikipedia page is all about economics, nothing about religion, until you scroll down to his theory of economic alchemy and unlimited wealth, blah blah blah, blah and in God wants you to be rich. Is this the only time he talks about God? What business so does this guy have talking about theology and his economics? Why? I don't understand. Let's see. He, he helps start... He's like, if he's like not a Christian and he just decided to cash in on this, makes a lot wait, of wait, sense. Wait, 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 wait. He was, uh... Uh, he helped start Temple Har Shalom in Park City in 1999. He was a lay rabbi. Wait, uh, he was City? a lay rabbi for a while. Um... Is he is he from Utah? Yes, is he, he a is. Mormon? No, he's Jewish. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Weird. Okay. Hold off on the con cool with the anti-Semitic remarks about Jews and money, Jake. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's strange. So he was Jewish. He was part of the church. Then he went full on uh, economics. But he he only mentions God in this one book. I I wonder why. That is so weird. Maybe he was trying to sell Something the book to his church. Might... Something tells me he might not have his priorities aligned. Yeah, I, 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 Unlike I wonder why. Unlike his investment portfolio, which is, frankly, perfect. Let's see here. In God Wants You to Be Rich, he explains how the foundation of our economic, uh, economic system is based on our Judeo-Christian heritage. And that's all it says about it. I do not understand why he wrote this book. I guess he was just trying to sell... He was trying to sell the economics thing to his, uh, his religious family back home or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's that's a weird one. That's a weird one, McLean. This one goes deep. Oh, you know what? It makes me think of. It makes me think of um, back back in the day when I was uh, interested in politics and uh, cruising around on various forums and uh, around about the 2016 election. I would often come across this type of person who was right wing, 
but um, and and they liked Christianity. They they thought that culture should be more Christian, not because they believed it was true, but because they believed well, because it, it created a better culture. Which is true. It does create a better culture, but that's not. That's a terrible foundation. It, you you have to actually believe it, or what's that the point? That is the issue here. Yeah. What is the point if it's not true, exactly. McLean? Uh, it drove that drove me nuts. That always just drove me nuts. It's like you can't throw out the substance and keep the benefits. Oh, you keep talking about how Judas Iscariot betrayed Christ. How about you betraying some stocks, okay? <laughs> Crypto is where it's at, McLean. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Jesus rose from his crypt, um, just like crypto is going to rise to the moon here, Jake. Now, that was a parable. It was a parable for the, the future of Bitcoin. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus was just a, you know, you switch in Bitcoin for the Messiah or the Lamb, and it makes a little bit more sense. McLean, I bought a Beanie Baby recently. <laughs> I believe you did. Snort, was it? Yep. The, uh, the, the first Beanie Baby I owned as a child, I have fond memories, so I figured, eh, why not pick one up? So, I, I buy one from this guy on eBay. Just, you know, just, yeah, I like, I'm, I'm a millennial who wants to buy the stuff from my childhood. I buy one from this guy on eBay. Jake, you um, can no longer make fun of Pop Funko Collector Vinyl, uh, Pop, Pop Vinyl Collector. I mean, I also bought, um, I have many, uh, Oregon Ducks related content that I bought, books and tapes and, uh, <laughs> I also bought, oh yeah, where is it, where is it? I just found, um, it was a media package on a CD-ROM that the, the Ducks Athletic staff gave out to the media in 2007. And I am just, I am terribly curious as to what is on that. Like, if there's rules like, you cannot, you cannot say this. You have to refer to us this way. Like, that is, that is what I want to see, but I have to get it off the uh, disc. And computers apparently are not made with disc drives anymore. Have you noticed that? My computer, they certainly are not. My computer does not have a disc drive. It's very strange, so... Do you Someday. just have a laptop, I'm assuming? I'm gonna crack that open. What? Do you just have a laptop, I'm assuming? I have a full-on PC, but even that doesn't have a uh, oh. disk drive. Anyway, I bought this uh, Snort the Bull Beanie Baby, and I did this goofy little video where I where I cut the trish tag off of it, and cut cut, cut the tags off of it. <laughs> but, uh... Jake, you did what to the tush tag? I know, I, I spit that on the name of Les Fox. Mint condition. I spit on the name of Les Jake, Fox. don't you know Beanie Babies are here to stay? I shortly got a message from the seller, uh, Beanie Babes NC. Hey there, I hope you are enjoying your order. I am just reaching out to ask you to leave me some positive feedback when you have the time. I am new on eBay, and this helps a whole lot in building a reputation People here. People are weird. People are weird about eBay feedback. As a new seller, I know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of what to compare that to, but I, but I can't really come up with a good... It, 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 it is strange, man. It's like, leave me five stars. Anything less than I'm doomed. I am doomed if you make me four stars. Please, my family will be out in the streets. We'll be eating thin gruel for every meal. Don't rate me four stars, no! One time, I ordered the um, Stan Freeberg Presents the United States of America, and the description of... It was a CD. And the description of it said, Volume 1 in pearl case only which i took to mean that it had both volumes but only one of them had a case naturally and so i ordered it and i don't know it was, if was just the case exactly. wasn't it? it was a long time ago no it was just the the first volume and it wasn't the second disc so we emailed back to the seller and we're like oh we thought it was both volumes but it turns out it was just the one uh so i don't know if you want to if we can return it and he's like uh actually no i'll just give you guys a full refund and then um, please leave me positive reviews. <laughs> and you can, I'll give you a full refund and you can keep the CD. Uh, so please give me positive reviews. One bad review tanks, well, because they build up the history of good reviews, one bad review tanks their empire and they have to start from scratch. Yeah. It's a funny model. Well, dang, I guess I just got a free uh, CD, so. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so anyway, that guy's been sending me that same message. Uh, uh, about once every few days now, he really wants that feedback. Well, Beanie Babies NC, I'm assuming that means North Carolina, he has to, uh, you know, he's got a lot of people he's got to impress in the Beanie Baby eBay community. Have you have you considered giving him some feedback? No, I want to see how long he does this. I, I, whenever anyone asks me to give, I, I don't give feedback. I always thought that was dumb. I think Amazon reviews are just kind of dumb. I don't, I don't know what to tell you about that. But, uh... Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Sometimes if I see an email or message or notification or whatever asking me to give me give feedback and I'm genuinely satisfied with the product, I will take the 
0.3 seconds to hit five stars or whatever. But well, what is I this? The winter 1989 Christmas Collector's Value Guide of Beanie Babies. Why don't I have oh. this book? The winter 2002 Beanie Baby Guide? No, I'm gonna go back to I'm Lessons. Glad, I'm glad there are. I'm Lessons glad they've, they've distilled. They've distilled the period down to a, one literal season. Look, Lesson Sue, they paved new ground. The most up-to-date information. Lesson Sue paved new ground for... Oh, that's right, I bought... McLean, did you buy your copy yet of um, the Y2K Family Survival Guide? Oh, no, I didn't. You gotta get on that. sold out by now. (laughs) Get on that. So, I I, I found this online. It it was published by... I, I took notice because it was published by Harvest House Publishers. Their office is right across the street from my job. They're, they're like a Christian book company. So I'm like, wait a minute, what? And I looked at the author, and, and the dude just a local, like, pastory guy, I think. But he writes this book about y- Y2K survival, and I'm sure he regrets that now. But I, I really want to see the inside of this book. Anyway, they got a warehouse full of those books, and they're unloading them. And uh, we're going to do a Westboro special on the Y2K family survival guide around uh, around New Year's, I think. That, that'll be good. I was going to say, a good New Year's special, I think. And I think we need to delve more into Y2K38. I think that's a great... Um, Something to look forward to for the show. You know what I never mentioned to you, by the way? Lesson Sue Fox. There was, there was another volume of their Beanie Baby handbook that came with uh, Beanie Baby Recipes. <laughs> which... No! <laughs> throw a snort into the stew, man. No, it's like just kid-friendly thing. It, it, it's very obviously supposed to be a kid's thing. Like, kid-friendly. Like, here's something your kids can make. <laughs> but the reviews on this volume. Five stars from Vimacone. Titled, Cooking with the Beanie Connoisseurs. During the heyday of the Beanie Baby craze, there were many price guides available. The most fun and entertaining ones came from Lesson Sue Fox. They had plenty commentary for each beanie, which added to the fun and joy of collecting. They had predictions for when each current beanie would retire. They were wrong on all of them, but that's side note. The last entry in their series was an unusual but appetizing one. Recipes of various food and drink attributed to various beanies. It starts off with the usual commentary, but only for the May releases. Like any cookbook, the recipes are divided by sections. I've tried some of these, and they are very good. The recipes have an adorable photograph with each one. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see here. Chris Marie says, Redone, not the original. So bummed. The version I received didn't have the recipes. That was the only reason I bothered to buy the book. (laughs) You didn't bother to buy it for the great Beanie Baby financial advice? That Why God wants you to get rich off Beanie Babies? They're, they're here for the cuisine, McLean. Mm-hmm. I'm great disappointment, I'm sure, to, to receive your copy of the Beanie Baby cookbook handbook. And... A guy named Frank. All right, McLean, I, I have to do your character voice. Hold on. <clears throat> my name's... Lenny Deranged? Sorry. Lenny Dur- I don't know if I can do this for a while. Hey, my name's Frank. I'm, uh, I'm over here reviewing the Beanie Baby uh, cookbook. One star! One star for the Beanie Baby cookbook. This, this is a cookbook, not a Beanie book. Right? This is a cookbook. I, I don't with know a little incorrect you ordered the Beanie, beanie Info. <laughs> not enough Beanie Info. A little if incorrect. Wanted, if you really want to get into the character, you gotta use the term dames. The dames. <laughs> you know, say that a few times, then maybe. <laughs> okay. S- this is a cookbook, the kind that dames should be cooking with. A lot of little incorrect beanie info masquerading as a beanie handbook. Don't be misled <laughs> by the title, and don't be misled by the star rating here. And don't be misled by those dames over on 10th Street who look cute, but you get into their apartment and anyway, whatever, whatever. <laughs> if, if you want a cookbook, there's lots of those available, including a number of fun cooking projects for your kids or your dames or whatever. If you want a if you want a beanie book, there's several available. Don't overlook some of the comprehensive beanie magazines. This just a ripoff designed to sucker in dames, including young children who will buy the book relying on this misleading title. Mm. What is Frank, the title again? The Beanie Baby Recipes and Handbook. Oh, Frank was 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 tricked. He was misled, and he was delivered a poor product. You know, he I'll, was under the impression he would be obtaining vital information about the current state of beanies today. Turns out, 
It's just a cookbook masquerading as something It's a valuable. cookbook! I'll give it to Lesson 2 Fox. Their cover design, far sight better than their imitators. This spring 1999 collector's value guide, awful. Just the most awful cover design. What were they thinking? This is before photo- well- <sighs> Oh, oh, apparently, McLean, apparently, the new Beanie Babies, they're not Beanie Babies, they're Beanie Boos. Uh-huh. They look terrible. The big eye things? Yeah, terrible. Yeah, I hate those. Um, should I buy a copy of the Complete Idiot's Guide to Beanie Babies? For the love of 100%. Beanie Babies, a collector's guide. It's here, McLean, that I realize I might be in too deep. I, I think I need to step back. I, um, uh, I'm an alcoholic waking up in the gutter outside the... Uh, Outside Martinelli's bar on Christmas Eve, George Bailey just yelled at my wife on the phone, punched him in the nose for that. He yells at my wife on the phone, she cries for two hours, so I came over to the bar to punch George Bailey. You know, Christmas Eve, my wife's crying, I'm going to the bar. <laughs> what was with that guy? I, uh, yeah. Speaking of Christmas, uh, I got, wow, I got there's my life's a... up. I got my life's up. I know it's early. Turkey Watch 2021 and all that, but I got a little carried away, McLean. My lights are up. Got him up. You know what? I I don't know what to say to that. Okay. So I, I am I am looking at returning to the huge this winter, uh, but when I looked at the possible prices of flights to the huge over New Year's and or Christmas, it was really expensive. Ooh, what I are we talking? Know, like $800. Wow. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I ordered when I not ordered, but I bought the ticket last year, like right after Thanksgiving. Like two hundred. So maybe, yeah, it was like two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's so weird. So maybe I had just have to wait. No, wait I don't think that's it. That's not it. That's that's not it. I is it now? Is it just because they uh, canceled the other flights going out of Pocatello? Maybe that could be it. Maybe I should try like Idaho Falls to. And I think plane like tickets that. might just be more expensive this holiday season because more people are going to be traveling. They're probably booking them up early. You could try just taking the bus out. I'm pretty sure there's a bus. Yeah, I could try that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you could drive, but I don't, you know, no, it'll once, be it'll be winter. You don't want to drive over the pass in the winter. Once Les and Sue Fox took the Beanie Baby handbook, there were a lot of people that. There's a bus well, that goes to Seattle, and you can take the train down to Eugene. The bus that goes to Seattle, take the train to. Seems a little complicated. Yeah, kind of, and it's small, but I guess. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. But once Les and Sue Fox took the title Beanie Baby Handbook, other people's had other people had to get into the the Beanie Baby Handbook game, but they had to come up with a different title, which is how you get Warman's Bean Plush Field Guide. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, by Dan Brunel. I don't think this is officially licensed. With thousands of new beanies appearing on the market daily. Thousands appearing on the market daily? That seems a little overrated. Oh, Kimberly says five stars, small but mighty. This is the best little book ever. Tool for us collectors. Can take it with you everywhere, compact and neat. Four by five. Use as a resource manual. I got into Beanie Baby collecting in 2006, buying holiday beanies. Love to look through and see which ones I want to purchase, search for, or verify which one I actually have. I will not tell my age, but it's over the age limit for beanie collectors, but I am addicted. The pictures are bright and they are referenced 97. So easy to use. May purchase several copies due to wear already. Oh. Let's see here. Let's see what Expedia tells us. X-P-E-D-E-I-I-A. Dang it. Let's see. This pegs me uh, November. Let's try. Did you play with the dates at all, by the way? Yeah, I fooled around a little bit with them, but... I don't know, like, yeah, literally last year it was like 200 bucks. Um, okay, I think it might be cheaper to fly from Idaho Falls to... Maybe. Eugene. Let's try this. Alright, punch it in. Expedia is telling me December 29th through January 5th would be... Um, I guess it's not loading. <laughs> okay, what's that, the Idaho Falls? 500 bucks! It's crazy. Oh, that's less that than 800. from Pocatello, or...? Yeah. We're cutting off a whole Dang, airport. Even, it shouldn't be. It should, this should be better because you'd already. Yeah, look, Salt Lake's two ninety. Even flights. McLean, even Salt Lake to Fairbanks, Alaska, are a thousand bucks. Man, what the heck? Fairbanks, Alaska. You're saying I should Alaska. fly from Salt Lake? Yeah, it's looking a lot. Um, what did I just do? Go back. Sorry. You know, you know a song that I added to a playlist is a banger when I hear Jake either singing it or adding it to the end of a West Bros episode. Yeah, but it's rare. It's rare that the song actually is a banger. Seems to happen quite often these days. I. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, Salt Lake. 
looks very inexpensive. Yeah, it's that Pocatello Airport. That's the problem. What's going on there? Uh, well, like I stated earlier, they did cut a few flights out there, so there's only one. Hmm. I'm not flying into Pocatello anytime soon. Tell you what. Yeah. I wonder if Boise would be cheaper, too. Well, yeah, you got to figure that out for when you're coming here. Oh, I'm driving. And I might also, I, I thought I mentioned, I might also have to uh, take another, take that Monday off too, following that week, because last I checked, extended forecast, which how accurate is it this far out, but it was saying snow, like, middle of the week, so, like, I don't want to, you know, I kind of want to give that time to melt off for a drive. We'll see. We'll see. Probably, probably. I think Boise might be a better option than uh, Eugene. Yeah, just get Gage to track you out. Or even Knox, if I, well, I guess Knox would leave earlier for... Because he lives by Nampa there. but hmm. MassLive.com Ask Amy. I guess this is like a Dear Abby ripoff. I hate that my birthday celebrated at Thanksgiving. Let's scroll down to the actual question about that because the rest of it is... I always hate... So first of all, the people who write into these Dear Abby columns, terrible people. But the advice is always the absolute worst. It's always, it's always something like a person writes in, Oh, my, my husband is a jerk and he's a total jerk and I hate him. And then Abby says, huh, Maybe tell him, tell him he, should, she, he shouldn't be such a jerk. And there's never any like, maybe you're the problem. There's never any like, try showing a little forgiveness. It's always, you're right and they're wrong. Hmm. Yeah, it's really annoying. Or like, there's, there's this one lady who was just so, so mad that her husband, like, couldn't read her mind about something. And at, instead, and I was expecting the answer to be like, well, maybe you should actually tell him that you have a problem instead of hoping that he'll pick up on it. But nope, at the dear Abby was just like, yeah, he should have guessed. You should, you should tell him to stop being a jerk. Anyway... For other family birthdays, my relatives insist on making the day special. They get a pick a family outing or the menu for the birthday party, but my party is a candle on my dessert at Thanksgiving dinner, even in years when there's a few days between my birthday and Thanksgiving. I have a milestone birthday coming up, and I'd like to do something special. Unfortunately, the year before my birth, the year this year, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving. Well, what's the best way to bow out of the family holiday party so I can do something for me? There's no point talking with my relatives about maybe doing something different this year. The holiday will always take priority. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my answer, my answer to that would be: the world does not revolve around you. Do your birthday the next day or something. Stop being a drama queen. And Thanksgiving and I, uh, doesn't fall on the same date every year. It's not like you're born on Christmas or something. Yeah, am I, am I out of line there, McLean? You think that's a reasonable answer? I'd say that's that seems... You know, the yeah, response. Bad, pretty logical. Like. The response. I'm assuming you're an adult, which makes things easier, because you have free will and transportation. If the exact day of your birthday is the day that you want to celebrate, then make your plan and tell your family, I'm not going to be at Thanksgiving dinner this year because I'm flying down to Rio to celebrate my birthday. However, it seems to me you might be able to have things both ways. Enjoy your perhaps tepid birthday and then do something special for yourself the day after. No, that should you should have lived with that, not see you later, stupid family. I'm flying to Rio to celebrate my birthday. Adults who celebrate their own birthdays. I mean how do I how do I put that? I'm not saying you shouldn't care about your birthday, but it should be something that, that other people do for you, not something that you do for yourself, because that is incredibly pathetic. Birthdays are a chance for you to celebrate someone else. There's not a chance for you to celebrate yourself. I think you're missing the point of the birthday when you're like, Oh, my 25th birthday is coming up. I have to go do something special for me. Like, no, I don't think that's the point of the birthday is, is that friends and family gather around to celebrate this person in their life. I, I think it got it backwards when turning, you think of it uh, that way. Turning 22 in a couple weeks, if anyone's interested. Uh, so you going down to Vegas, McLean? You gonna you gonna you gonna have a little party for yourself? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, I I asked I asked, uh, I asked uh, Alex Knox and Gage if they wanted to hang. I mean that's cool too, but I'm just there's a difference <laughs> no, between that okay. and like flying down to Rio. You know what I'm talking about, McLean? You all, yeah, everyone yeah, knows yeah. that one girl. Everyone knows that one girl. Ugh. Everyone knows that one girl. Walmart's closing on Thanksgiving? Yeah, a lot of stores have been closing, closing on uh, Thanksgiving this year. That's, that's nice. Uh, and uh, Maybe it's just because of the rise of uh, internet shopping, but I think Black Friday, we've kind of seen the, the, the crest of that wave. I think you might be right. 
Not to say it doesn't exist anymore. Butterball's but, uh, turkey talk line is returning, McLean. I know everyone was, on, everyone was on pins and needles. They were calling. They were calling the Butterball staff. Is it? Uh, is it gonna be there this year? Is it in yet? Is it in yet? It's coming back, McLean. All right, McLean. Finally, from the DuncanBanner.com, Coffee Time Column by Dr. Andy and Renee Bauman. Thanksgiving Day or Ulcer Day? Yeah. Huh? It's coming around again. The holiday that one person can dread like the pit of hell itself, but another family member anticipates and salivates for the previous 364 days before it arrives. Ooh, food. My mom sighs as she takes the clean dishes out of the dishwasher, her whiny thoughts circling like a hamster on a cyclone-driven treadmill. Here we go again. Jim's gonna argue against going to mom's for dinner this year. For once, why can't he just play fair? We ended up at his brother's house a whole bunch more than my mom's. Deciding to try to get the kids on their side, she grins as she imagines talking to eight-year-old Toby about Thanksgiving. No question, his reaction to going to Grandma Tully's would be met with an enthusiastic approval. Cool, Grandma fixes the best mac and cheese on the planet. But thinking about Amy's response and her emotions spiraling downwards, she could just hear the 16-year-old's disgusted response. Mom, you gotta be kidding. Ain't no way I'm going back there. That evening, her husband shuffled into the house after work and slumped in his favorite chair. blah 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 What the hell am I listening to? This is all just this weird fanfic about about this familial strife where nobody, everybody's miserable and nobody can agree on where they want to go for Thanksgiving and the dad is miserable and he just wants to watch football and the dad just wants to go to a party and the mom wants to go somewhere and it's just, oh, this is a story of misery, man. This is not a, this is not a functional, this is not a, uh, this is not a good family, McLean. This is a dysfunctional family. Jake, you're making me so tired right now. Game I over. Think- Everybody loses. Any of this seem familiar? I think we can wrap this episode of Westboro's up. <laughs> I don't think, what was the point of that? To just make me feel depressed? Uh, that's no, lovely. I'm going to go read a Dr. Seuss book now. Oh, I don't, really, I don't yeah. think we have enough time here, but I, I googled, and I think there's a fresh new crop of uh, Thanksgiving is the worst articles. I don't know if just because they're... Because uh, they're from... They're not even all from this year. I don't know if they're just getting... Re- recycled in the algorithm or what but I think we this could be a golden age of Thanksgiving is the worst listicles Jake yeah this is an article from a uh, radio station website which apparently is just I don't know why this, this keeps popping them up radio stations are branching into clickbaity bloggy articles for some reason but uh, they asked a bunch of listeners which which holiday they would rather get rid of Thanksgiving or Halloween I mean you can guess what the millennials said but anyway what kind? Why is that a poll? Why is that a question? Halloween is not a holiday, guys. Think about what a holiday is. That's not what Halloween is. I don't understand why it's a hol- Why you call it? A- it's not a holiday. I don't get it. Not even real. Not even real. All right, it's been West Bros. Not even, not even real, guys. West Bros. Not even real. Is West Bros real? West Bros is real. West Bros is gay. West Bros is real. Santa's Jewish. Santa's map Israel. Israel? I thought Israel been fairly well mapped by then. Ah oh, man, that's why we went broke. Dad invested all our money in limit mines. This is where I've secreted away all my red sweaters. And with that, the Westboro's train has completely derailed. Rathauer, can you put out my head? Long as I keep hitting the table, so. Rathauer. Rathauer! Mr. Eggman. What would Coach Don Shula do? Okay, can you get this caterpillar off my lip? Every I mean, any Don Shula merchandise off. in there, I'll pay for it. There's no real set end point. He is just, just pouring into that sweater. fades away. <laughs> this is how I survive every day at school. It's no big deal. This is the most Finally, my crippling alcoholism comes in handy. <laughs> I wonder if there's beer on the sun. Ah, hero in acid wash mom jeans. <laughs> oh, I hate that rabbit. Taking you home tomorrow. I know mom and dad will just love you. <laughs> Say what you Ooh, want about the visible prospector. Does a good load of laundry. And they shoved the bottle bush down my throat. <laughs> oh, you so shot relaxed. me in the butt. I can't believe you shot me in the butt. <laughs> oh, great. This guy. Canadian villain Garth Vader. <laughs> oh, I just my hockey hair there. That's all I have. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, hey, you know it's so cold. You go outside to stuff and you know it's just freeze right up. That's not the same. No, I think I'm probably just gonna end this episode of Westbrook. Just think for a moment. Who 
writes the words and music for all the girly shows. No one cares and no one knows who is the handsome hero. Some villain always frames, but who cares if there's a plot or not when they've got a lot of names? What do you go for? Go see a show for. Tell the truth, you go to see those beautiful dames. Yes, you spend your dough for bouquets that grow for all those cute and cunning young and beautiful dames. Oh, dames are temporary flames to you, dames. You don't recall their names. But their caresses and home addresses linger in your memory of those beautiful days. Yes? Mr. Earl Farrell to see you. Can't see him. Also, Mr. George Hirschwin. Tell him tomorrow. Now, gentlemen. Miss Dolly DeVoe to see you. Sure, right in. Miss DeVoe? Yes. Yeah. Come right in. Thank you. Kind of you to see me. Oh, not at all. Yes? Miss Dubin, Miss Warren, Miss Kelly, Miss... Send them all in. Come right in, girls. My big successes all depend a lot upon you beautiful dames. As I was telling all those gentlemen a while ago that what do we go for? Go see a show for, tell the truth, we go to see you beautiful dames. We spend our dough for bouquets that grow for all you cute and cunning young and